You're listening to Success Up North. This podcast is a way for me to document my journey searching for success as a grower, family man, and business leader. I'll link with other leaders to highlight how they manage to do the boring work consistently and create their own version of success. Success is relative, but to me, it means relationships, families, teams, products, and solutions that get better every day. I'm grateful for you tuning in. Good morning. We planted the indoor building B yesterday with 697, I believe, six inch Rockwell cubes. Grodan, Hugo improved to be exact. Uh, we've got apple fritter, white runs, uh, cereal milk, and apples and bananas, plus some other testers that we're trying to see uh, what they end up flowering like and what we can expect for them. It's exciting because this is the first time I've grown an indoor crop under HPS in six inch rock wool. Uh, the greenhouse crop we grew during the full term part of the outdoor season was the first time I had grown in Rockwell. Uh, Chris, uh, you know, who I am, uh, well, I'm Chris's right-hand man. And Chris uh, is a huge fan of, of Rockwell. And so we saw good success. We're doubling down and running that in the indoor. Uh, so it's exciting because this is a first uh, for me and the crew. This is actually the first indoor crop, a flowering crop, that we've grown together as a team because all of our growth uh, uh, thus far has been in the greenhouse, outdoors, uh, or when we've been using the indoor, it's been for vegetative purposes, either for mother stock and propagation. So it's, it's a first and it's exciting. It was uh, a momentous occasion yesterday, the team planting up the crop. It went quick, got everything dialed in, and um, headed to check on it early this morning uh, to see what's going on. Something I've been thinking a lot about, when you get the chance to start a new crop, uh, it's like starting a new season of life, or it's just a new opportunity. And it's like a, it's a big... Uh, a big feeling i guess knowing that there's all this potential and so something i've been uh thinking about or reflecting on is is a quote i think i heard i can't even remember who i heard it from but it's you know live a life worth living and to me that means get out there and don't procrastinate do the shit that you know you need to do do the boring work uh be disciplined and when all of those things add up all those habits will equal something or an outcome that you desire. And so to me, it's grow a crop worth growing. When we plant a crop, we want the best for it. We want the outcome. The desire is to have top-notch quality, to have a high yield, to do it for as little as possible. If we aren't consistently waking up telling ourselves today it's the day that I continue to grow a crop worth growing that could be the day that we slip so today is day two of this crop 
I believe we will be done uh, about 12 weeks from now when it comes to completing the crop being dried and uh, brought down. So let's see if each day we can grow a crop worth growing and accomplish what we're setting out to accomplish. It's uh, a big opportunity, like I said. I'm headed out here early, trying to get to the, the farm at six so that I can check out this crop, then go look at uh, the propagation area and the greenhouse, get you know, 15 to 20 minutes in each spot, get my eyes on it, check some systems, talk to the team, and then head out. Uh, Chris and I are getting the opportunity to go visit Ashley Hubbard down at Rare in Jackson, Michigan. That's exciting because they are, from what I understand, the largest aeroponic cannabis facility in Michigan, definitely, but maybe in the country. I don't know about that, but it's a big ass facility with a lot of aeroponics and Ashley is a freaking crusher when it comes to uh, innovating and using tools that many have never used to grow cannabis. So I'm stoked to catch up with her, see what she's got under the hood uh, out there at that facility and understand what makes her unique as a grower. Cause I know she is unique and has, uh, you know, different perspectives than a lot of folks, uh, similar perspectives I'm sure as well, but different. So that's an exciting visit. It's a long ass drive. Uh, I'm going to try to take advantage of that drive. I got Chris doing the, the wheel man roll and I'm going to sit in the front seat, pound away on the computer and read some, uh, mineral nutrition. Shout out Scott wall. Got me on the uh, Mercener's middle nu mineral nutrition, getting into that one deep. It's a little thick sometimes, as is my skull, but I'm trying to bang it in there. Sometimes I beat my head against it. Sometimes I fall asleep on it. Sometimes I'm just reading. Need to do more of the just reading part, but we'll get there. Better every day. All right, folks. We've been taking a lot of clone pre-booking calls and negotiating on what the pricing might be for different volumes and what different genetics we're going to offer to the other licensed cultivators here in Michigan. We've got about 17 cultivars that we're planning on offering. And then we've got, I think, six or seven on top of that that are kind of in-house that we won't be offer offering to any other growers, but we'll be growing ourselves. One of the things that Chris and I are going to be working on today, and probably for the next week, is building out a mother stock ramp up schedule and a propagation schedule for ourselves uh, to fulfill what we need for our 10,500 plants outdoors this coming season, as well as uh, two greenhouses filled with plants for flowering and the indoor continually running. But we also have to figure out what the production schedule looks like 
based on the clone orders that we book. Because we've got so many different cultivars that we're producing, we have to appropriately size our mother stock based on the orders that we get. So let's say we have a bunch of orders come in for uh, Tropicana cherry or Trop cherry. If we don't have enough mother stock to support the orders for Trop cherry, then we've got to start doing substitutions at, at the delivery point. And substitutions are favored over not getting clones for the season. But if someone has pre-booked and put money down, then it's important that you do your damnedest to get as close to that order quantity of that cultivar as possible in the condition that they were expecting. I've personally been in situations where we didn't hit the desired quantity for a certain cultivar and we had to substitute another cultivar for that one. And the customer was upset about it, but then was pleased about it when it came down to the end of the season because they figured out that it was a another good cultivar and they had more variety. But if someone is planning their crop based on a certain cultivar's performance or they have a contract with someone to sell that flower, uh, a certain type of flower to a processor or to a retailer, you know, some future plans made because of their selection, then you got to do your best and uh, try to get them exactly what they, they ordered. It's not always easy. We're dealing with a perishable product, but continuous communication and letting folks know where you're at in the process and what you can and can't do as soon as possible is what really seems to drive success and maintain relationships. When you're not communicating and you get to a, a pivotal point and a hard conversation has to happen for the first time, it becomes adversarial right then and there. Uh, the, I bought these, I deserve this. You contracted me, we're serving you back and forth. It's uh, important that those hard conversations happen all the way through, starting in the beginning with what to expect and what not to expect. So that's something that Chris and I are working on. Going to check on the indoor. We planted it on Monday. No, Tuesday, excuse me. Planted it on Tuesday. Yesterday morning it was looking good before I went to travel. So I'm excited to get back in there. Uh, also check out the progress they made on getting the current mother stock in the greenhouse potted up into five gallon pots and on the floor instead of on the table. We're trying a few different techniques and sizes of uh, mothers in the greenhouse right now and taking indexing, understanding how many cuttings we can get off of a, a mother at the size that they're at, depending on the cultivar. All this is important data for us to be able to build our mother stock off of. And uh, a good example is cereal milk provides way less clones per week or per unit of time than, say, an apple fritter or a white runs. It also roots a lot slower. So three to five days slower for us, at least, in the trials that we've had 
cereal milk compared to like a white runs. So you've got to time that out a little bit differently. Maybe you need to take the cereal milk cuts at the beginning of the week for an order that is going to be, you know, two weeks out at the beginning of that week. Uh, or excuse me, 18 days out. It's all about timing. Let's just say that. All right. I'm always to the farm. Adios. You were listening to Success Up North. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review. The true litmus test of this podcast impact is what listeners say about it. If you found value in this content, please share it with others. If you'd like access to video and written content like this, let's connect on LinkedIn. Until next time, just grow with it.